Good morning. I begin the sermon with an apology. That's not the way to begin. But several weeks, months ago, I spoke out very strongly against this mask, and I may have offended some of you. Uh, I choose to respect your convictions. If you feel you have to bear it, please bear it, and forgive me for speaking out against it so much. I still have my convictions, but I keep that to myself, okay? Uh, it's a privilege to be back. It's always a privilege. Amen. Let's bow our heads for once more. <clears throat> our loving Father, we have come to your house on your Sabbath day to worship you in spirit and truth. Please grant us a double measure of your Holy Spirit for the speaker and for the listeners too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Quote, the humility of Christ is everything to us. It is a golden chain that binds our soul to God. End of quote. So this is my burden, the, humili- uh, the humanity of Christ. It is a golden chain that binds us to God. Amen. And that's a salvation issue, brethren. It's a salvation issue. Because without him, we can do nothing. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Um, If you read, I'm sure you did, Matthew and Luke, a long list of genealogies, fathers and sons and grandsons and so on. And you heard the statement, you cannot pick your relatives. Uh, But Jesus did. Look at the one he picked, Rahab, Ruth, the Moabites. Also, she was a special character. I admire Ruth. The way she spoke to Naomi, brethren, we honor almost at every wedding. Read it. Nevertheless, she came from a bad history, you know that. Bathsheba, Tamar, and then the kings of Judah, Ahaz and Manasseh. The scripture says about Manasseh that he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood. Filled the capital with innocent blood. But he is in the genealogy of Jesus. Atalia. I, I, I don't want to have a girl like Atalia. For 
not for wife, no, not definitely not for wife, but not even as a daughter. But she was a daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. And she tried to extinguish or kill or murder David, David Klein. Uh, why did the Lord include such a rest? Now please remember my burden this morning is the humanity of Christ is everything to us. Now that's the spirit of prophecy quote. Everything. Uh, as I look back on my own life, <clears throat> uh, I recognize that I have inherited some tendencies from my father and from my mother. I love them, I respect them, but not all the qualities I have inherited are good. I go a little bit further. I'm observing, now forgive me, I have these monkey business here. Hearing aids, terrible. Ron, I hope you never get to there. What? I hope you never. Without it, I don't hear well. My children tell me, Grandpa, you have to get, and they have been telling me for months, you have to get a hearing aid. You cannot communicate. Now I hear everybody shouting. <laughs> Let's come back to the humanity of Christ. That's my burden. The law of Inheriting. Um, I have two lovely granddaughters. Their father is sitting there. I don't intend to say anything, sure, that might offend you, but uh, if there is anything to blame, I will blame it on myself, okay? So they inherited from me, not from you. But I see qualities in my own granddaughters that some are excellent, some are not so good. Not so good. We are praying together, my son-in-law and my, every day for Corley and Debbie. That the Lord would transform them, that they would have a new birth and that they would become more Christ-like. Yes. As a pastor, I had to conduct weddings. And uh, I have made compromises that I should not have made. That's a confession. <clears throat> I'm not asking for your forgiveness. I'm asking for the good Lord's forgiveness. <clears throat> That's correct theology, correct? Amen. 
I hope we are still on the same page, brethren. <laughs> yes, I conducted weddings that I should not have. When you are in the district, and I came to Cleveland in 79. Now, 79, from 79 to two days, how many years? 41, thank you. That's a long time. So, <clears throat> to the marriages that I have conducted, children were born, grown up in the church, and I have observed their characteristics. One is just like his father. The other is just like his mother. Now, please, I didn't say good or bad, you understand? I'm just saying just like his father, just like his mother. But while I'm telling you this story, please keep in mind the opening sentence. The humanity of Christ is everything to us. It is the golden chain that binds us to God. And that's a salvation issue, brethren. That's a salvation issue. To be connected to Christ. It's a salvation issue. It's not optional. Regardless of what the pastor says, you know, there are certain truths that are true whether Pastor Bertanski believes it or not, or Ron Moore believes it or not, or anybody else. The Roman Catholic Church was aware of this serious issue when those brilliant and sometimes not so brilliant theologians invented the concept of immaculate conception. They had to deal with the issue. What kind of nature did Jesus inherit? Now, of course, the immaculate conception is not conception about Jesus, it is teaching about Mary, that Mary did not inherit original sin. You follow me? Mm -hmm. This is about Mary, not Jesus. But indirectly, of course, then Mary did not submit sinful nature to Jesus. It is not biblical. I'm not endorsing, but that's not the issue this morning. I am using this only to illustrate that the issue is serious, very serious. And it's not only serious outside the church, it is serious inside the church. And I don't try to solve the problem. Uh, 
Remember, Jesus was called the Son of Man, but also the Son of God. And how do these two natures come together? How do they relate to the plan of salvation? To your salvation and to my salvation. Remember, the humanity of Christ is everything to us. The story of Bethlehem is a miracle of miracles. The incarnation is a fixed point in eternity. From Bethlehem, we look back into the past, eternity, and we look forwards into eternity, future. The greatest event in all eternity. Now, please listen to me carefully. It is the greatest event in all eternity, and our salvation depends on believing as it is written. Believing as it is written. We discussed this in the Sabbath school. I I enjoyed the Sabbath school. I always enjoyed the Sabbath school. And with my old feet and head and with 85 years, wherever I go, I go to Sabbath school too. A couple of weeks ago, I was invited to preach at Koshakton. Now, I don't know how many of you know where Koshakton is. Koshakton is two hours south from here, at least two hours. So Igor set two alarm clocks, <laughs> just in case I'm inclined to oversleep. That can happen, you know, when you get 85. Yeah, anything can happen. So I set two alarm clocks, and I made up my mind I will be there for the Sabbath school. Take it and leave it. I said what I had in my heart. I have a burden for it. I enjoyed the Sabbath school. But you know the issue. You brought it up. Lorraine, you brought it up. That we don't add to the scriptures. We don't take away from the scriptures. We take all these 66 books. How many? The canonical books. Not every Bible has 66 books. There are Bibles out on the market to have a little few extra books in it. But you take the 66 books, the canonical books, Word for word, including when it discusses the humanity of Christ. Now, Jesus was co-equal, co-eternal with the Father. He had life unborrowed, undriven. Even Gabriel has life 
that is borrowed. All the angels have life borrowed, driven from God. But Christ had life unborrowed, undriven, life original. But what about the incarnation? What about the incarnation? It's a salvation issue. You remember the story? Oh, I still have time. But I don't want to abuse your patience. You remember wise men came from the east to Jerusalem and they asked a very disturbing question. A disturbing question. Where is the one born king to the Jews? Now, Herod reached the throne. That's not mine, correct? Somebody's phone is ringing. Herod reached the throne by murdering several individuals. But these wise men came from the east and asked the question, where is the king that was born into this? And Herod was disturbed, very much disturbed. You know, conspiracy. I don't know. Have you heard that word, conspiracy, recently in political debates? Oh, boy. I, I, I don't walk down that route, but it's a familiar word, conspiracy. Everything is conspiracy that you disagree with. Conspirators, conspirators. No, brethren, it was not a conspiracy. But Herod, with a bad conscience, thought that it was conspiracy. What did he do? Ordered the soldiers go out and kill all the babies two years and younger. Do you see all the tapes on these books? This is an old, old, old these are wages. But it is one of my favorite books. Amen. I thought I am a tough guy. I, I don't cry easily. I served in the military too, you know. I'm not a sissy. But when I read some of these stories, it brings tears to my eyes. Brethren, it speaks tears to my eyes. You have to read the story. When the angels came to Bethlehem, actually, originally, they came to Jerusalem, searched, searched, Anybody's waiting for the Messiah. Did the angels have the right to ask that question? 
brethren. Daniel foretold the time. Other prophets foretold the place. Others foretold the manner. So many revelations. And nobody expected. Oh, yes, he's coming, coming, you know. Sometimes we say, yes, we know the Lord is coming back. But first I have to do this, I have to do that. As I heard Loma Linda students say, oh, I have to establish my practice, medical practice, before the Lord comes. I mean, I don't want to hasten that. Brethren, I don't want to hit a negative noise, but we are not far behind the Jews as far as unbelief is concerned. We are not far behind. I finished there. I don't say more. But when the angels came, the whole plane was lighted up You read that human ears never heard beautiful songs like that, what they heard the angels sing. It's here, brethren, it's here. What was their response? They said to one another, let's go. Let's go and see what the Lord has revealed to us. But again, praise the Lord for the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy gives us an insight that you find nowhere else. An insight that you can trust. Trust. Now you may say, Amen, brethren. The shepherds thought, okay, now, now we can drive the Romans out. This is the time. But the angels tried to prepare them because they had a gross misconception of the Messiah. And the angels said, yes, yes, you go and you find a baby in the manger. They did go. And after they left, they shared it with everybody. Shared it with everybody. Did anybody from Jerusalem go? It's not in the scriptures. It's not in the scriptures. And when the three wise men came, and not three, forgive me, that number is not in there. We put it in, in our tradition. Forgive me. It was a Freudian slip. That wise men from the East. 
they were warned not to go back to Herod, correct? And when Herod learned finally that the wise men don't come back, he became really angry. And he was convinced this is a conspiracy by the Jews and sent out the soldiers. Again, inspiration speaks and tells me had the homes, the mothers and the fathers walked with the Lord. The Lord would have protected them and none of their babies would have been murdered. You remember at the trial of Jesus, <clears throat> Pilate asked him, Are you a king then? And remember the answer Jesus says, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, for this cause I have come into the world that. I should bear witness to the truth. Then, a little bit later, Pilate asked the question again, shall I crucify your king? You remember their answers. They said, no, we have no king. We have Caesar. We have no king. And finally... Pilate wrote the title and put it on the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, John 19, 19. You remember what the high priest said? Correct it. Correct it, that's not right. Put in, he said he's the king. And what was his response? What I have written, I have written, it stands. But you come to inspiration again, Desire of Ages, when it says that higher authority than Pilate ordered that inscription. You follow me? Higher. Praise the Lord. He was the king. Truly. Sin or affliction will not rise up the second times. Nahum 1.9. Please remember this text because this is closely related to you and to me. To our salvation. Sin will or affliction will not arise the second time. Nahum 1.9. But the mystery of godliness and the mystery of iniquity at times are fearfully close. By and by they will distance themselves and ultimately the mystery of iniquity will be wiped out. But right now we 
have to distinguish between them. Sin did not originate in the Garden of Eden. Please understand, there was already a serpent there, and behind the serpent, a devil. Where did sin originate? Next to the throne of God. Next to the throne of God. And the questions that angels could not handle, could not answer, the incarnate Son of Man answered. We are told that Jesus will retain his human nature throughout eternity. Throughout eternity. The wounds in his hand and feet will be the eternal sign that no rebellion will arise the second time. But brethren, do we understand the issues? Uh, I, I like to mention a name judiciously without taking sides. I have my personal conviction. Strong conviction. But I am not voicing it. I am just voicing the name and then you draw your own conclusion based on your historical knowledge. Heard the name George Floyd? Hmm. Not many. George Floyd was a black man who died and in consequences first started peaceful demonstration that turned violent, burning down stores, blocks, many people. I mean, I'm not going into the detail, but I use this as an illustration. Physical violence creates response, physical violence, but spiritual violence even more devastating. You follow me? And what am I aiming for? I am saying that when the devil proclaims clear and loud that you cannot overcome, it's a spiritual lie, a violence against the word of God. God says we can overcome the messages to all seven churches in Revelation. All seven churches ends with that frame. He who overcomes will receive this. He who overcomes will receive that and that. And 
brethren, I want to be among those who by the grace of Christ I will overcome. Now, this topic is almost inexhaustible. We will study this throughout eternity, so if I don't answer all your questions, just make sure you land on the glassy sea and then everything will be taken care of, okay? But let me give you one or two spirit of prophecy quotes. Very, very relevant. Selected Messages, Book 3, page 131. Selected Messages, Book 3, page 131. The Godhead, now we are speaking about the incarnation, correct? The Godhead was not made human. And the human was not deified by the blending together of the two natures. End of quote. Extremely important, brethren. Extremely important. Next quote. Jesus came not to our world to give the obedience of a lesser God to a greater God, but as a man he obeyed God's law. And this way he is our example. Uh, There is more here, but Brethren, I cannot help but tell you I am in love. I'm not courting another lady. I'm still mourning my wife, okay? I'm not courting. I'm in love with this book. With this book. If you want real insight, read these averages. Last night, we had prayer meeting in the Hungarian church. So I'm old Hungarians come together and we have our prayer meeting in Hungarian. So I'm not inviting you because we are not translating. We need the time for ourselves. And we studied the humanity of Christ. Uh, You can read this story and I, I promise to finish soon but I have to finish this. This is so important, brethren. This is so important. Jesus is in the tomb. Roman soldiers are there. The big stone is there, sealed. And lots of fallen angels determined to keep Jesus in the grave. Did you hear me correctly? I am paraphrasing what I read in early writing. They are waiting for the morning when the proper time is because there are unnumberable holy angels above the grave. 
So picture it, please, with your eye of faith. Fallen angels trying to keep Jesus in the grave and holy angels waiting for the proper time. Then suddenly, Gabriel comes with the light surrounding him and the fallen angels escape. They run for their life. He rolls away the stone as a pebble, sits on it, and then angels go in, unwrap the body of Jesus. And then an angel comes in and gives a message. Listen to this. Son of God, your father calls you. And Jesus rises by the life that is in him. Unborrowed, underived, original. Now here I have to rush in and make something very clear so that you don't misinterpret what I say and you don't misinterpret what others say. What is one of the cardinal teaching of Muhammad? That Jesus never died. That Jesus never died. Now, brethren... <clears throat> The wages of sin is what? That's the word of God. And if Jesus paid the price, then he had to pay the price of dying. And the scripture says he did die. The man. The man. Don't ask me to explain. I cannot explain. It's beyond my understanding. But I, I plan to be on the glassy sea and ask a few hard questions, and I know I will get trustworthy answers, but until I get there, I patiently wait. But I continue to trust what is written. Amen. Is that fair? Amen. So... We don't you dare to accuse me that I turned Muslim. I believe Jesus died because the scripture says he died. The man died. But the God didn't because God is immortal. It was impossible for God to die. He had to become man in order to pay the price. The incarnation of Christ, this is a quote, an incarnation of Christ has ever been and will ever remain a mystery. 
Uh, I like to read quotes again from the Spirit of Prophecy. Uh, By the way, just for your information, this is the third of Paul Cavan's ten essays that he has written about the last generation theology. Ten essays. I recommend it highly. I have printed it out for myself. I have to reread, reread, reread. I am a slow learner, uh, forgetful 85-year-old man, so I have to refresh my memory by rereading what I enjoyed. And I am reading two quotes from here. that would have saved one of our church members had he known this. Let me stop there. Um, Listen to this. Unbelievable. Quote. There are thoughts and feelings suggested and aroused. Thoughts and feelings suggested and aroused by Satan that annoy even the best of men. But if they are not cherished, if they are repulsed as hateful, the soul is not contaminated with guilt. And nobody else is defined. End of quote. I spoke to that individual, a good friend of mine. I visited him recently. He's not attending church anywhere. But he says, you know, the thought came, and I, I, I said to myself, okay, if I'd done it in my thought, I might as well do it physically. Brethren, temptation is not a sin. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. This is spiritual violence and he should have resisted had he known it and you must know it because the devil will persuade you you might as well do it if you thought of it you might as well do it no, no let me read it once more and then I quit there are thoughts and feelings suggested and aroused by Satan that annoy even the best of men. The best of men. But if they are not cherished, if they are repulsed as hateful, the soul is not contaminated with guilt and nobody else is contaminated. 
with the end of the quote, that I may know him, page 140. Brethren, my burden today is we can overcome. We can overcome. In fact, we have to overcome. Christ came, and as I read in the quote, he did not come to demonstrate what a lesser God can do to a greater God. He obeyed as a man by the power that was offered to him, that is offered to us too. I praise his name. I love him. I love him. I love him. Thank you, brother. Amen. That's some solid Adventist theology right there. Let's have our closing hymn, Whiter Than Snow. Beautiful song. They go along with this beautiful sermon. That's found in 318 in your hymnal. And as you find it, shall we stand and sing together?